When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hello? Lyra? Yes, Josh? I have some sort of bad news. Are you sitting are you sitting down? Always. Oh, really? Huh, that's weird. Always sitting down? That seems like a, I'll be honest, that seems like too much sitting. Like I'm, well, I'm not at a, my desk. I'm at work. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physician. I'm not a physical therapist. I'm not even a chiropractor, although I think I could be with a minimal amount of training from what I understand, but uh, anyhow, I'm in a hotel room. I've been traveling and I did not bring, I'm so dumb. I'm so very stupid that I didn't bring any of my uh, recording equipment. And so I don't know if, if we can do this via phone call, but I, I offer to you the opportunity, frankly, the gift really <laughs> to do this pod, this episode of what future via the telephone is that is that a, uh... well you know what's incredible is that i had a feeling and i've been recording this whole call you're recording well i did tell you that i was maybe not going to be able to 
I mean, I sort of, I, mean, I feel like I gave hinted at Look, least. This that is you, you're spoiling the magic. Am I spoiling the magic? Well, yeah. I don't want to stop. I mean, is that a little too? I feel like that's a little too fortuitous that you have okay. to be recording. Okay, we plan to record this. No, sorry, no. no fun. Nobody gets to have any fun. I don't know. Fine. Okay, you're a genius. You knew I was going to fucking not have my mic with me, and you decided to record this, and it's all my fault. Yeah. That this is going to sound slightly less good than the other podcasts that I do. It's kind of fun to have a phone call. I love having phone calls. I love talking on the phone. I love talking, actually. And uh, I wish I could do more of it. I wish all I could do is talk. I wish I just had to talk. I wish that none of the other stuff that goes around, like, the talking had to exist. Like, you know, after I talk, I don't want to have to execute on any of the things I've said. You know, in business, a lot of the time, I'll be like, we should do X, you know? And then people are like, that's a great idea. And then I have to go do it, you know? What would be great is if it were like, we should do X, and then I just can leave. (laughs) Just walk away, and it just happens. I suppose that's like what people at the very top do. Like uh, Jeff Bezos, he's yes. like, why don't he's like, why don't we make a digital book? <laughs> and they're like, all right, Jeff. And then they make the Kindle. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the first Kindle? It's a. I remember a, when people had it, but I, it's a completely yeah. deranged looking device. I mean, first off, it is the design of it is completely weird. It's super angular. It has a keyboard. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it has a weird strip, a thing that's like a strip that you use to scroll on it. It's a bizarre device. Anyhow, Bezos, maybe it's like that because he said that and then he left the room and nobody, people are like, we could just do whatever. Anyhow, that's... Did you watch the Blackberry movie? I didn't. Um, but when um, when I was at the, when I was, you know, running The Verge, actually not that long after we started it, um, we had a writer of ours write a huge story about... Um, sort of the rise and fall of BlackBerry, which uh, oh, is that uh, what it's based on? No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't believe it is. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Maybe they've stolen <laughs> wholesale scenes from our story. But I think it says it's based on a book. It's and, probably based uh, on a book. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. But I'm it's surprised fun. to hear. So I've heard a lot of people say it's good, and I'm yeah. surprised. I have to admit, it's the kind of movie that I looked at, and I was like, this will not be a good movie. No one wants to see this movie. I mean, I can imagine myself enjoying it because I'm a huge fucking nerd. But I've heard on more than one occasion from more than one person who isn't necessarily a huge fucking nerd that it's very entertaining. It's a sleeper hit. It's got good. It's a critic, critical darling. Is it? Who could have seen that coming? I mean, that's crazy. I don't know. I mean, I like Jay Baruchel. Baruchel? Baruchel? Yeah. It's know. him and Glenn Howerton. It's yeah, see, he, see, the thing that bothers me is that he, Jay, Jay Bruchel, if that's how you say it, it looks like he's wearing, he just looks like he's super young, but he's wearing a gray wig. Like in the scenes I've seen from the trailer. That is true. And it's like kind of bothers me because it's like, is he supposed to be an older guy? Because he, he looks like he's like 17. Well, Glenn Howerton's bald cap too is pretty silly. Looking. Yeah. Anyhow, so I don't know, you know, what's going on in the world? What's going on? Summer's over, right? I mean, that's it. Summer's dead, you know. But then, you know, it's funny because God, you know, who I believe in and is definitely controlling the weather, God had other plans for us, you know. You thought, you know, you know, they the famous they famously say you may be done with the past, but the past isn't done with you. 
Um, that's sort of how I feel about the weather. You know, you may be done with the weather, but the weather is not done with you. And we all thought, hey, summer's over. It's time to experience. Well, you didn't think this because you live in Los Angeles. So no. For you, it's always summer, which is wonderful, but or horrible, depending on how you feel about summer. But here on the East Coast, where the elites live, um, where the elite, the educated elites live and operate, where all of the elites control all of the world's banking and um, and uh, higher education institutions. Anyhow, uh, it's very hot now. You know, it's hot. It's very warm. And, you know, people say it's boring to talk about the weather, and maybe they're right. You know, maybe those people are on to something. Anyhow, so what is there to talk about? The weather? I mean, it is interesting, you have to admit. I mean, of all the things you might discuss, it is it is kind of important, right? Do I Especially have to like, admit that? <laughs> I mean, I think one has to admit the weather is, as especially as of late, very interesting. Okay, that is true. I did spend a lot of time reading about the hurricane. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know. Do we even consider the wildfires weather? Are they? They're weather related, right? I mean, the wildfires are happening because of like dry mm-hmm. heat, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, in New York was like covered in a red smog for like multiple days. You couldn't breathe outside, and you know that's a pretty interesting phenomenon. I think that's like worth talking about. Anyhow, the point is. Uh, the weather is a topic that people can talk about. It's certainly something that's been on my mind right now. It's, it's 90. I don't know why you're laughing at me. This is all very serious and important <laughs> stuff. Uh, it's 89. No, I'm sorry. I just 90. like the idea of offering weather as a topic that people yeah, can talk I mean, about. Just I think saying, they've heard. Oh, you think, you don't think they need my approval? Yeah. You're saying I don't need to put my stamp of approval on the topic of weather as yeah. a conversation. As but a conversation you know what? Piece. It's nice and reassuring because people often um, talk down about it as a topic. I think we go through life not being entirely sure of ourselves about a lot of things. And I think sometimes you might bring up the weather and, and you start talking about it. And then you, that little voice inside your head that talks to you while you're talking. Does everybody have that? I certainly do. Mm-hmm. Starts to go, starts to go, man, this sounds fucking stupid. And you sound like the most boring person in the world talking about like that it's going to rain later today or whatever. But I think people need to be, they need to be reassured and they need to know that it's okay. And that that voice is wrong. That yeah. voice is the only time that voice is right is when it tells you to kill people because it, you need to do Satan's bidding. That's the only time you should ever listen to that voice in my opinion. Okay. And, uh, you know, <laughs> have you, I'm, I'm curious, have you had any epiphanies lately? Epiphanies? <laughs> that was a weird question. Yeah. Have you had any, any epiphanies <laughs> lately? Is like, have, have any, have any miracles happened to you recently? That's like, uh, like, Hey, well, have, you win the lot- have you win the lot? Have you won the lottery recently? Have because, you? uh, had any miracles happen? No, I would say my life recently has been a series of reverse miracles, uh, mm. whatever, whatever those would be called. Tragedies, tragedies. miniature tragedies, um, little micro tragedies, which is a new thing that I just invented. It's like a microaggression, but it's mm. happening, it's happening to you and it's personal, but it's not that big of a That's deal. That's like what I, some, I've said this before at work because I didn't want people to panic, but instead mm. of saying I have a family emergency, I've said I have yeah. a family urgency. Oh, that's nice. That's really interesting. I like to tell people I have a family emergency, like even if it's not really an emergency, just to see what what kind of reaction I get out of them. I'd like to see. I like to see. I like to see how they. Some people want to. Some people will engage with that. Some people are like, I got to get. How do I get out of this as quickly as possible? 
Well, what's your um, you favorite know? reaction? What do you want them to do? I want people to, I want to see concern. I want to see people have that face. Like, you know, they don't know what it is. It could be a death. It could be a car accident. I feel it like there's a, a word for this. It, it could be marital distress. It could be uh, your parents are bothering you. It could be your parents, somebody, your parents are sick. Somebody's in the hospital. It could be your child is something wrong with your child. Whatever it is, it gets terrible when you say family emergency. It could be somebody in your family is a terrible alcoholic and you have to do an intervention. You know, that kind of stuff. I mean, what goes through your mind when somebody says family emergency? What do you think? What's the first thing you think? Oh, I think death. Death. Yeah. See, I don't think they'd say that. I think they'd say I had a death in the family. Or they'd say my uncle died. Or my or someone mom is, died. Or someone is dying. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. Like a family emergency. I guess you, you could say that. I guess that was just my last my last family emergency was somebody was passing away. Right. Passing away. I think that's an interesting term, passing away. I think it's a too soft of a term. I think we should confront death directly i think passing away sounds like actually pretty pleasant like oh they passed away you know they floated off into the ether you know one of the things when you uh, in in journalism you're not supposed to write in like a headline or a story like somebody passed away that's like this weird editorializing about death right you're mm-hmm. supposed to say they died like you look at you see the new york times they don't write so-and-so passed away they write so-and-so died that's the journalistically sound way to do it. It's just a fact, sure. right? There's just no, it's funny. I was talking about death earlier with someone. I was saying, I was talking to a friend of mine and she was um, complaining that she had bought a very expensive bag and then decided to return it and then couldn't return it. And she was like, why did I buy this bag anyhow? And I was like, oh, because you're trying to escape the thought of death, you know? And then I went into this whole spiel about it. And I can't remember, it's, a, it's some, some very important philosopher was talking about this, or I was reading it. You know, that everything that we do in life, literally everything is like basically a, a, an attempt at diverting our attention away from the um, inevitability of death. Sure. And, and like every, literally everything, like the way we form societies, like having kids, like buying a bag, you know, doing whatever. It's all, and it, you know, it kind of checks out. Like, like it checks out to me. Like I think no one wants to sit around and think about their demise. They want to be like, I need new shoes, or I should have a child, or whatever people think. I don't know. I don't know what people think because I'm not. Uh, I'm not in that group. I'm not in the group of people. I'm outside that group. I'm. I'm pressed up against the glass, looking at the people, wondering what are the people doing, and I'm on the other side. Who's with me? I don't know. It's a weird scene, actually. Where am I? Why is there glass there at all? A lot of unanswered questions in this scenario, but the point is. Uh, I guess I don't feel like I'm in touch with my fellow humans lately the way I used to. You know, mm. you ever feel that? Yeah, I mean, You're, pretty often. You ever feel like you feel alienated from humanity and society? Yeah, pretty often. Yeah, that's weird. That's a weird feeling. I don't know. Anyhow, so yeah, it's hot outside. It's very hot. Uh, death is imminent and upon us everywhere. Now that I think of it, should we pause? I, of course, I never listened to the show, but what I've been told is that the show has commercial breaks in it. So, do we need to stop and then start again? I think so. We should do that. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, 
offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing. And of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I had an epiphany recently. Oh, you had an epiphany? Oh, you asked me if I had any epiphanies. Let me hear it. Let me hear about your epiphany. I, I, I had, uh, I have not had my, no, I've had no epiphanies. And if anything, my mind has been very cloudy lately, very, very muddled, very uh, unable to, to discern answers. Uh, but tell me about your epiphany. So I was at Starbucks. Okay. <laughs> and a woman came in. She was of the Karen ilk. Oh, and a Karen. Okay. You know, she physically, you know, appeared as a, she, as a Karen. <laughs> she had one of those weird, like, Rod Stewart haircuts or something. or You know, close. Know, close to. Okay. You know, I, I tensed up. Yeah, okay. She came in. She came in hot. She uh-huh. walked straight to the register. She had something to say. Uh-huh. And I kind of like, you know, tensed up. You're like, here we go. Yeah. And Break for impact. She was like, I called. I da, 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 da. Big long thing. She had a big order. She, you know, had expectations and she was laying it all out. Yeah. And the young man said, oh, Suzanne. Yeah, I remember you. Something, something. And the woman's face, like her entire demeanor, melted away. 
And she said, you remembered my name? And I realized that when young white women are, you know, young, pretty, prime of their life, attractive, they get all this special attention, pretty privilege. Mm -hmm. Guys remember their names. They use it in conversation. They get this kind of, you know, this, this little perk. These, they get these little yeah. perks all the time. Yeah, perks, yeah. And they get them because it's just nothing that they've done. It's just the way they look. It's because, you know, it's we the live way that in a... We've arranged, yeah, it's the way culture is. Yes, society we have. This is yeah, our, of course. Our, our white privileged society that is exacerbated when you're a young, pretty girl. Right. And as they get older and they lose those special young white girl privileges, people in service especially aren't like Mm. meeting their expectations Mm, they harden you're saying this causes them to harden and they get upset and they're not even necessarily mad at the person they're mad that like they've lost this thing that they could never quite put their finger on they've always been given this special treatment and now it's gone and they're mad Mm. and i think that's how a karen is born that's interesting that's the epiphany you had you think you've got to solve the karen riddle i mean that is interesting yeah I mean, I think there's something interesting about that theory. I mean, obviously, there are societal forces that act on a Karen to create that. You know, it's not just born out of nothing. I do have to wonder if it's not more a manifestation of a sense of entitlement generally than a specific losing of that entitlement. Although it does kind of it does kind of map to what you're saying in the sense that like if you've been treated special because you're like, you know, even like a reasonably attractive young white woman or whatever, people are, you know, society has been arranged to kind of like be especially nice to you. And then suddenly you're not that anymore. You're, you've, you've aged. I guess you're saying it's someone who's aged and they now have been perhaps getting a treatment that doesn't feel as special. Um, I guess that could bring that entitlement out of the person further. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I'm I'm the kind of person who rarely, if ever, feel entitled to anything. And, uh, you know, when I was dating, I would ask the girl if I could kiss her, you know, and I wouldn't just like, make a move. I wouldn't make a move. I wasn't like, I'm going to fucking just do it because the moment has struck me. I'd be like, is this okay? Like, I don't know. It seems like I should, but it's like in the moment, I'd be like, before I do this, just one quick, I'm not like Mr. Consent or anything. I'm not trying to be like, I'm so progressive. I'm just saying like... I'm not saying I'm not Mr. You're Consent. You're not is, Mr. Consent. I'm not Mr. I'm Mr. Consent. But I'm saying it wasn't like, oh, my God, I got to get the verbal. Yeah, you know, it was just more like, I don't know, this could go bad. Like, this person could really not want me to kiss them. So, I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, when I think of entitlement, I think of, like, somebody was telling me a story the other day about about somebody they worked with who was, was like, sexually harassing them and sending them these, like, crazy messages. And I was like, you know, there was like this slightly older man, you know, sending these messages to a woman. And I was like, and it was a completely inappropriate, totally out of context, totally like, you know, basically criminal as far as I'm concerned. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't really know. I can't not tap into the sense, the feeling that I could just do that to a person, that there was any reason why I would do that. I find it unusual to feel like the idea that, you know, it's like, I mean, I've told, people have told me, I mean, women have told me, they're like, oh yeah, like guys will like grab my ass on the street or something. I'm like, that's crazy to me. That seems crazy. But it is interesting, I guess the flip side, perhaps, or some part of that 
whatever that entitlement is, speaking of entitlement, it's a kind of male privilege entitlement about how they can be with women. But in a way, you're saying the Karen is the inverse to that. It is the reaction to the losing of some part of that kind of attention. I'm well, not saying not it's all not saying all like harassment. sexual harassment. No, but but there is a but there is a uh, an element to that treatment that is like because they are young and pretty. Mm-hmm. and white often right i mean it's like it's not purely sexual but certainly a kind of like undercurrent of wanting to win favor with sex like a pretty appeal. lady yeah. yeah sex appeal right yeah i'll tell you i had another less fun epiphany but similar yeah. exactly okay. what you're talking about here lay it on me as soon as i became an actual adult like my frontal lobe finished developing yeah cat calling dropped 90 percent. really and I had, I've been physically assaulted. I've had, you know, the guys grab your ass, et cetera, like random guys on the street. I've had, I've lived all of that. Yeah. And once I became like an adult who could be like a consenting adult to this, mm. you know, I mean, it's, we all know what it is. They're just being predatory. They don't actually want to find a woman who's like turned on by that and wants to right. have sex with them in return. But, right. um, but no, once you become an adult, adult men stop this, like, interesting. what we now know is like a charade of like, Hey, I'm just, Hey, I'm just putting it out there, baby. It's like, no, you're not. You're going after <laughs> little girls. Do you think, do you think, sorry, do you, so you think it's that it's the maturity that now is like, that's no longer appealing to that particular strain of dude, or is it that your demeanor changed in a way that made you less, that made them less likely to respond oh, like that? No, no, no. When you're a young girl, your demeanor is fear, or at least right. for me, you know, it's like, sure. it's not like I was yeah. like walking Same around the street nightmare. confident. Um, at like 16 and that's why they went for me. It's like, no, I looked terrified. Let me be clear. Sorry. Let me be clear. I didn't suggest (laughs) that, that, that a young woman would be tough once I got older. No, No. I'm saying that like, maybe, you know, that, yeah, that you got, you toughened up as you got older and it it was less, you know, it was like more intimidating to the guys who might, who Mm -hmm. might otherwise, you know, respond that way to somebody who's younger, you know, no, I've been wearing like four layers of winter clothes in a blizzard and had a guy <laughs> yell at me from his car. That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, that's matter. interesting. That's another one. You know something? I was walking down the street the other day, speaking of catcalling, and <laughs> there were these two very good-looking guys walking together, and a guy came by on a bike, and he was like, oh, yes, daddy. He's like, yes to both of you daddies. Like, literally just <laughs> like that as he cruised by. And I was like, First of all, I was like, for a second, when he said, oh, yes, daddy, I was like, is he talking to me? For just one little moment, I was like, is this guy hitting on me on his city bike? He wasn't, because there were beautiful, muscular men walking past me, but um, <laughs> two guys who were definitely the daddy in question. Anyhow, but but uh, I have never been fucking catcalled. I have no idea what the experience is like. It'd be different for me than it is for you, obviously. Even if it were a, a big, burly man, and I got catcalled, I'd be like, that's pretty flattering, I have to say. I feel, because I'm not walking around, in, I haven't walked around in fear of predators my whole life, obviously, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe I've even said this before on the podcast, I don't know. It, I just think it would be nice, you know? Like, I don't know what it's like, I'm a, you know, as a man, and, and you know, I wouldn't say I'm like a John Hamm type of guy, you know? I'm not like a Brad Pitt, you know? I'm not a, I'm more like a, I'm more like a, uh, I don't know, like a, uh, 
Gene Wilder, kind of, you know, more more of a Gene Wilder kind of character, you know. Uh, so I don't know what it's like for someone to aggressively sexually pursue me, and uh, I'm not complaining. Well, maybe I am. I mean, I guess it sounds like it could be scary. Obviously, for a woman, it sounds like a horrible experience. Yeah, but they're for, not actually for a Gene Wilder sexually... type. It might be a very nice experience. You know? This is it might what I'm saying. Very... They're not actually sexually pursuing you. They are trying to scare you i like how i like how you're you seem a little at matt like agitated about the fact that these guys aren't aren't willing to follow through on their on their cat call like they won't take you on a date well if if it was then it would it wouldn't mean that they were like targeting right vulnerable populations you're saying right you're saying that there's a scenario where somebody's like hey baby why don't you bring that over here or whatever i don't know what a cat call sounds like but maybe mm-hmm. something like that and then the woman's like all right and then they're like hey like what are you doing friday night and you think that like is that's a thing that might happen it doesn't I, happen i have seen actually i've seen a <laughs> the a woman do that on the subway to a man and get his number i have actually yeah, of course. seen that of course, a woman can do it. A woman has follow through. Yes. She's not doing it like a man. So I do think that that would be better yeah. than what it actually is. But you've got to go and we can talk about this. I do have to go. But Nick. I think to recap, it's hot. <laughs> it's, summer's not over. You may be through with the, with the summer, but the summer is not through with you. Catcalling is largely bad unless you're me in which case it would be a compliment and a, and a wonderful pleasure to it to experience is that i just want to make sure i've got all of it oh and the blackberry movie is pretty good and i should check it out is that what you're saying yeah that's that was a great wrap that's up. great it's a lot of food for thought you know i have a lot to think about now. oh and, and you know karen's that's just the last oh, karen's yeah right the, the your grand unified theory of karen's which yeah. i think is is actually perhaps the most important takeaway from this show is that you have solved you actually have maybe figured out how we can stop Karens from being produced in society, which is we need to be way, way, way nicer to women no matter what age they are and no matter how they look. We should be nice to women and help them out and remember their names. In fact, I'll just expand that to people. We should be nice to people and remember who they are and treat them with kindness and respect, and then nobody will become an entitled maniac who yells at a Target employee because she has to wear a mask. We should treat all people with kindness and respect, yeah. regardless of their physical appearance. Unless they have a swastika tattoo. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one exception. Unless they're like a one of these guys with a swastika tattoo who's now seen the error of their who's ways. reformed. And, and yeah. is reformed and is actually like, and actually loves Jews and black people. Like, because if that person we should embrace and say, you did it, you... You've, you've overcome your, your bad upbringing or whatever caused you to become an author. Do you want to wish anything to the listeners? I mean, honestly, I hope that they don't end up in a situation. What I'd say is, no, like, I'm, you know, obviously... Te- no, I'm you know, teeing up your sign-off. Yeah, I see. I know. Obviously, okay. that is our show. We'll be back next week with more What Future, and I won't be on the phone, but what I might... And I, what I wish for people is... Is is not the very best, but I, I, I my wish is that they they never end up in a in a situation where they have to record a podcast and they they've left their podcast microphone at home because it's obviously embarrassing and bush league and amateur hour and uh, and uh, I wouldn't want anybody to have an egg on their face quite the way I do right now. Is that an expression? Egg on your face? Is yeah. that a thing that people say? Egg on my face? Huh? Huh? A 
Okay, I would like to explore that for the next episode of What Future. I'd like to do a deep dive on the uh, egg on your face expression and what it really means. Okay, great. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.